Are you struggling with addiction and you don't know how to overcome it? Well, I'm gonna tell you, if this one thing doesn't change, you'll never fully succeed and leave your addiction behind. We're gonna talk about this today and I'm gonna provide plenty of examples and plenty of scripture. And if you're just dying to know what I'm talking about, if you're like, spill the tea already, I'll give you a little hint. It has to do with your heart. Are you just so tired of feeling broken? Do you wanna take a deep breath and know that everything's going to be okay? That even when you slip, you have something to fall back on? Listen, I see you. Welcome to the Broken to Bless podcast. Here you'll find answers as we shine a light on some of the deepest inner struggles and spiritual battles we face today. My mission is to help you build a strong foundation of faith, kick old mindset habits to the curb, and refocus on what really matters. Hi there, I'm Randy, a wife, a mom, and saved by grace. I've struggled with depression, anxiety, and addiction issues since forever. But after surrendering to God in 2020, my life did a 180. He gave me a new heart, a new purpose, and a new life. It didn't matter that I was broken, because I'm made whole with Him, and you can be too. It's never too late for us to be redeemed. God has a good plan for each of us and a path for restoration. So if you're ready to live by faith, find peace, be present, and trust where your life is going, then listen up. It's time to let go of who you think you are and step into who God created you to be. Let's do this. What's up? How you doing? It's Randy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about something that's very important. So so important, in fact, that I really feel that if you don't have this change, you will never overcome your addiction for good. I know those are like really strong words and you're probably thinking, really, really, if I don't overcome this one thing, if I don't change this one thing, I'm never going to get over my addiction? Yes, yes, I really fully believe that. And the one thing that needs to change if you're going to overcome your addiction is your heart. Your heart needs to change. This isn't something that can be magically done overnight. You can't wave a magic wand and have your heart change. It does take work, but with God, all things are possible. And we're going to talk about that today. So the world wants to tell us that we are inherently good, that from the time that we were born, we were good. And it's only that we do bad things sometimes, but that overall we are good. But the Bible tells us something completely different. The Bible says that our hearts are inherently wicked. And it says in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And in Mark 7, 21 through 23, it says, For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. Now, those are really strong words. 
those are like you might already just be like cringing like ooh, but I'm not that bad I mean yeah like I make mistakes but like am I really wicked like that's those some fighting words right there but honestly we really need to back up and think about what this means okay what does it mean to have a wicked heart and what does it mean to be inherently wicked it really just comes down to that we are all sinners from birth and this was something that was really hard for me to wrap my head around before becoming a christian i was like and i've talked about this before i was like don't you dare call me a sinner i don't think that babies are sinners i don't think that we're born sinners i really had a hard time with that and now it's like, okay, let's back up to the baby example. All right, I don't think, you know, when a child is born, I think they are innocent and beautiful. And yes, they rely 100% on their mothers. But here's the thing. This is, this is the point of that we are born wicked. Nobody has to teach a child to lie. Nobody has to show a child how to lie. And yeah, if you have kids... You have absolutely seen this, okay? I mean, how many times have you caught a child stealing food, stealing candy, right? Blaming somebody else for something that they did. You know, did you take candy from mommy's purse? No, no. Did you knock this over and break it? Uh-uh-uh. Mm-mm-mm. Now tell me the truth. Did you write on the walls? No, no, I didn't. Uh, -uh. That absolutely has happened to me multiple times. Okay, I have three kids. I mean, I can tell you even my son when, you know, I can, this is a great example. My son, when he was, I mean, I think I taught him how to write his name when he was like three years old. Okay. And I'll never forget one day I walked into the living room and there on the wall in the living room was his name scrawled across the wall in blue crayon. And immediately I went to him and I said, did you write your name on the wall? And he, he looked at me and just was like, no, 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 I, I didn't do that. No, sister, sisters did that. I didn't do that. Like... Your sisters wrote your name on the wall. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to. Nobody taught him how to lie, how to fib, okay? He didn't want to get in trouble. So what's, he realized at some point that if he told me the opposite of what was true, that he possibly might get out of it. He didn't get out of it that day, by the way. But the point of this is that from the time that we are born... We, if given the choice, we can't always rely on ourselves to make the right decision. We're not always going to do the right thing. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So I mentioned, you know, this is an example of, of a child, but, you know, as we grow older, if we aren't protecting our hearts, if we're not, if our parents aren't teaching us how to protect our hearts, if we're not putting the right things in our hearts, if we're observing the world and learning from the world, we eventually, our hearts will become hardened and 
we will get ourselves into even more trouble. Ephesians 4.18 says, They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. And the KJV says, or the blindness of their hearts. You become blind to what is right and wrong. The more that you grow up in this world and you aren't putting good things in your heart, the more that you become blind to what is good. You can't even tell what is good and what isn't anymore. And you have a hard time discerning right and wrong. And even when you start to get on the right path, you know, if if you if you don't have a strong foundation of faith in your life and you don't have a moral compass, you're always going to let yourself down. Okay, like um, Proverbs 26, 11, as a dog returns to his vomit, so fools repeat their folly. We always end up going back or we will question when presented with right and wrong. Sometimes it can be really hard to do the right thing and we want to do the wrong thing. That is absolutely true. You know, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Have you ever gone to the store and you bought something and the clerk gave you the wrong change back, but they gave you more than what you were supposed to get back? (laughs) Depending on your viewpoint, you could either be like, ooh, okay, what do I do here? You could be like, cha-ching, they made a mistake. I benefited, right? That happened to me a few years ago. I went to the grocery store. I gave the woman I had bought groceries for the week. So, you know, I gave the woman a large bill. She counted back change to me. I start looking at it. I realized she gave me like $20 more than what she was supposed to give me. I had like a mental panic attack because I was like, it's like $20. I could really use $20. But then I also was thinking, but I know this woman. I've come here every week for like over a year or more. And I've talked to this woman pretty much every week. And I knew that at the end of the day, that when they were counting down the register, and they were $20 short, well, who was on the register, so-and-so, she would end up having to pay for that. And I did the right thing. I gave the money back. But I have to be honest with y'all. If I didn't know the woman, would I have been honest? I don't know. I don't know. I might have just been like, well, looks like I scored an extra 20 bucks. I mean, I'm being honest. I think everybody at some point has been put in a situation like that. And it can really be hard to get your mind to not even go there. That can be, that can take, that can be a process. And it, it's a process because you have to have a heart change. You have to realize I, it's not just I'm not going to do that anymore. It's I don't want to do that thing anymore. I'll give you another example When I was a teenager, okay, I got into a little habit that I think a lot of teenagers fall into at some point, at least back then they did, which was going to the mall and doing the five finger discount shoplifting, okay? 
start it off really small. Just, you know, take a ring here, pair of earrings there. What ends up happening? All of a sudden, I'm standing in a dressing room, shoving shirts down my pants, layering things. I mean, I really did. I started to, I, I did shoplift quite often when I was a teenager. I'm not proud of that. That's a, it's a shame. And most people don't know that about me, FYI. Because it's not something that comes up. It's not like, oh yeah, I used to shoplift when I was a kid. Uh, no, <laughs> it's not really, <laughs> it's not really good conversation. But I tell you this honestly because, okay, I did a lot of shoplifting and it stopped because I, I witnessed someone else get busted, okay? And that's, uh, that's a story for another day. But I witnessed someone get busted and I went, oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Maybe, maybe this isn't worth it, okay? <laughs> maybe this isn't worth it. But for years after that, going to the store, if I got an opportunity to go into a dressing room where they didn't count your items and they didn't have, you know, the little tags, the little sensors that would go off. I can't tell you how many times that my brain would go, you know, you could steal this, right? And I'd be like, yeah, I could, but I'm not gonna, okay? Like, I don't do that anymore, brain. And it would be a struggle for a while because it was so easy. It was so easy to do. But now, you know, that was years and years and years ago. And at some point, because I had a heart change with how I viewed stealing, it's wrong. I understood as I got older that, that I didn't have any right to do that. And it was, it was not the right thing to do. And so now I'm at a point where if I go, you know, I don't even think about that. That stuff, that doesn't even pop into my head. If it does pop into my head, there's a shame, actually. You know, if, if for some strange reason I'm trying on clothes somewhere and, and it pops into my head about shoplifting, there's a shame there. Because I've had a heart change about it. I've realized, okay, that wasn't the right thing to do. So all that to say, your addiction is no different, okay? You have to have a heart change in order to fully overcome it. And in order to fully overcome it, that means that we need to fully surrender to God every single day. You know, it's not, this is not a one and done. This isn't like one day you have a come to Jesus moment and you're like, Lord, take my life. And then the next day you get up and you're just right back to what you were doing. It's a daily surrender. And every day you're going to get up and say, okay, Lord, what are we going to do? What would you have me do today? And that means that we're going to get into his word every single day. We're going to study. We're going to study his commandments. We're going to study his laws. We're going to study how he wants us to live our lives. And that little bit of food every day, that is going to start changing our hearts. The Lord is going to work on our hearts. So I'll give you another example. Someone that's training to be a fighter, a professional fighter, 
He wouldn't just say that he was going to train or work out one day. He wouldn't just get up and be like, okay, today I'm going to work out Rocky style and I'm going to get super pumped. And then the next day, just get up and be like, "Ah, I'm just going to sit on the couch and watch TV. No, he is going to make a commitment every single day to reach his goal, to become a professional fighter. He's going to put himself through all the hard things that it takes to be, to train, to be a fighter. And he's going, he knows that he has to commit to it every single day if he's going to win. If he slacks off just a little bit, he's going to lose this fight. He has to take action. He recognizes that he has to take action if he's going to win. And I'm using a fighter as an example because this is a fight, y'all. If you're struggling with an addiction, you are in the fight of your life. And depending on where you're at on the path or what you're addicting to, addicted to, losing, losing can be fatal. So we have to take this seriously. We must take this seriously. This is a fight. You know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle. Proverbs 27, 19 says, As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. You know, how are you fighting today? How are you fighting against that addiction? Are you using your own willpower? Or are you using God's power, the power of the Lord? The Lord says in Jeremiah 17.10, it says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. So if you're showing the Lord that you're going to be in his word every day and that you're working towards walking with him, He's going to reward you according to what you're doing. If you are showing the Lord that you don't take this seriously, you're going to get exactly what you're dishing out. Psalm 51:10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That's such a wonderful prayer. Lord, every day, just create in me a clean heart. I don't want to have a wicked heart. I don't want to do the wrong thing. I want to do the right thing. Psalm 119, 1 through 2. Blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. Our whole heart, we can't, we cannot put our half heart into this. We have to put our whole heart heart, our whole being into it. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, and he said to him, you shall love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. You have to give it everything you got. That's when you're going to see change. That's when you're going to see true change is when the Lord starts changing your heart because you have put your money where your mouth is. You've decided every day I'm going to get up And I'm going to give my life to the Lord and I'm going to give it my best shot. And I know I'm going to stumble and I know I'm going to fall, but I'm going to try every day to do better. 1 Samuel 16, 7 says, For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. 
The Lord can see what's in your heart and he knows how hard you're trying or how much you're not trying. And the other, the other part to this is um, the put off, put on, which is the po-po principle. And we will be talking about that in our next episode. But I hope that this has helped you today. I hope that you just, if you take anything away from today, please, please, please take this, that you have to take action. You have to have a true heart change and you have to surrender to the Lord today. If you want to overcome your addiction, you have to give it to him. You can't do this by yourself. You need God to help you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I pray it blesses you. And please do me a favor. If you like this podcast, share it with someone or give it your star rating. You can also go and visit me at brokentoblessed.com. Sign up for my weekly newsletter. I'll give you more notifications about the podcast and you can get more help with your addiction on how to overcome it. I hope you have a blessed day and I'll catch you next time.